right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit. Apply within two bills. If cancel early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 630 20 Pay $32 per month per line for five lines with auto-pay data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. Karma comes strong. It's a massacre. Should have left my past how it was. Out of my hands, I'm a passenger. Confusing her attention for love And that's when I shed a tear for Angela Every time I canceled our plans My hands on the wheel, she's a passenger I know how it feels to be a super fan Giovanna comes around at the smell of ash Been struggling, but I don't have to tell her that She knows me, she reads me like a telegraph Never ask back how I feel about our checkered past My skeleton, my everything so elegant We never been steady so already What's up, what's up, happy Sunday grinders Welcome back, it's the Weekend Grind Podcast brought to you by RotorGrinders.com The Weekend Grind crew is here in the building I'm Josh, Sir Giant, as always with my co-host Travis, Mr. Chuck, Mangone how you doing today, Travis? Good, yeah. We got a nice 6 game, uh, 6 p.m. slate. Uh, you know, watch some March Madness tonight, so no complaints. Uh, you know, just uh, wish Mike and Zaga Bulldogs could have been playing tonight instead. But we got uh, we got Loyola, Loyola, Chicago, and Michigan in, so that'll be uh, that'll be fun. And uh, you know, NBA playoffs are right around the corner, Master. So it's a good time in the uh, sports industry right now. I don't get you guys with your college basketball, but you know, it's all good as long as you enjoy it. I remember. When we used to have NCAA DFS, that was a lot of fun. I actually went to the last ever uh, live final event for the NCAA basketball at the Playboy Mansion when I was working with FanDuel. That was a lot of fun. A lot of guys were upset they went away, but who knows? Maybe we'll get it back one day. We'll see. But uh, we're talking about NBA basketball here. So go ahead. Give us both a follow on Twitter, by the way. You can follow me at RealJoshuaGiant. That's at RealJoshuaGiant. You can follow Travis at TravisMangone, at TravisMangone. Travis, I beat the score again last night, man. Lots of fun. I ended up with Diallo and Cash when that Meritich news broke. And um, first half, he had like zero points. And then the second half, he ended up finishing up with like 30 uh, Fanduel points. So it worked out. I ended up cashing all my cash. How did you run last night? Oh, yeah, didn't run so bad. So uh, no complaints. Uh, yeah, just uh, hoping, to, hoping to keep the uh, momentum going into tomorrow. See you guys on Twitter sending us your screenshots, giving us uh, thanks. Always appreciate when you guys do that. Always happy to help, too. Always happy to see our listeners do well. So make sure you continue to listen, and with MLB right around the corner, we'll still be here with you guys. And make sure you check out all the great content that Rotor Grinders has to offer, especially the premium content, best in the industry by far, and uh, definitely worth every penny that you spend to get your subscription in. So go ahead and do that. But, yeah, we got a nice six-game main slate here. I'll be covering for you guys. Locks at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you get your lineups in before then. But, yeah, Travis, you ready to hop into these games and talk about this NBA action? Yeah, let's get started. All right. First game on the slate, we've got the Los Angeles Clippers in Toronto against the Raptors. 225 and a half is the game total. Raptors are eight-point home favorite here in this game. We're going to start on the away side as we normally do. we got the Clippers here. Uh, looking at these prices, you know, DeAndre Jordan has been on an absolute tear lately, and uh, this is, once again, I think a, a pretty good matchup for his, you know, for his build. I think that... He should get plenty of minutes. The Raptors, terrible against centers here, ranked 28th in the league at defending opposing centers. And uh, if we look at his game lock here, and the one game they faced off against the Raptors this season, 
30, uh, 32 minutes on the court, 48 DraftKings points. I think he'll continue to do well. Still fairly priced, too. Only 8K on DraftKings over there. FanDuel uh, still just 8,300, same as he was last time around that he was on the slate. So I think this is a pretty good price tag for him. I'll have some interest in him. Uh, Tobias Harris is another guy who gets a good matchup here against the Raptors, just 6,700. Uh, you know, the question is, Travis, are the Raptors going to, you know, really try to, uh, you know, are, gonna, are they going to have to deploy all their energy to win this game against the Clippers? Or do you think they're just going to kind of get ahead and just coast through and might take away some from some of the fantasy goodness? Oh, I mean, I think this is a great game. I think it's like, this is the game I want the most exposure to probably if I can. It's just the the problem is, right, like sometimes like more value opens up in other spots, but like, that, you know, it's the highest total tonight. It's definitely a game you want to look at and get a lot of exposure to. Like you talked about DeAndre Jordan. I think this is a great spot for him. He's been on fire. I'm definitely going to want to get exposure to him. Uh, and I think the Clippers are going to try and keep this thing close, obviously, because they're a team that's fighting for playoffs. And a team like the Raptors, they've really stressed that what their plan right now is – to kind of maybe rest guys now more so than down the line. So there might be some news that pops today, like that says, hey, like uh, Kyle Lowry or DeRozan's out. That's definitely going to be coming at some point. Uh, they, they said they're basically trying to go into the uh, go into the playoffs, like, you know, hitting their stride. So they're trying to rest some guys maybe more so before playoffs start, not like the first couple of games before, so they can just kind of hit the ground running. So uh, we'll kind of see what they do with this game if they decide to play all their guys. Uh, you know, I think this is going to be like a fun competitive game. And I think the Clippers, obviously, they're a team that's pushing for playoffs and they can keep it close. So I like this game. I think it's a fun one to target. Tobias Harris's price is too cheap, 6700 on DraftKings. I mean, that's just a great price tag on him. 7500 even on FanDuel is pretty good too. So I, I don't want to pass on Tobias Harris. I definitely want to get a lot of exposure to him. I look at Austin Rivers too. Uh, you know, people like to make fun of Austin Rivers, but he's a, he's not as bad of a basketball player as people think. And the minutes are just so secure. Just listen to this, Josh. Uh, since March 4th, I'm going to just list off the minutes. 36, 39, 37, 33, 35, 38, 39, 37, 34, 38, 37. I mean, that's insane. You got a couple of 40-point games in there, you know, some 30. So uh, I think he's a pretty solid play at this price, 6,100 on FanDuel. On DraftKings, you get him for 5,700. Like, I just think he's a really, really strong play. Uh, it's not the greatest matchup, you would say, but, you know, the minutes are secure. Very nice, safe cash game option. It also has upside uh, at that price. So I like him, too. Uh, I'm not the biggest Tia dosage fan in general it just seems like he's really not doing a whole lot i haven't really checked him out too much recently but yeah he's still kind of not really getting the job done at that price for me so i'm just gonna keep staying away from him uh lou williams is another guy right he has kind of struggled he had that big game out of nowhere the 53 uh you know point fantasy game against indiana but before that it was really ugly i could see going back to the well with him uh you know if you want to try and ride the hot hand that's kind of how lou williams is so i wouldn't hate going back to him but uh yeah again it's uh i I think Lou Williams kind of came back to reality a little bit before, and I don't know if that was just like an outlier game or if he's hitting his hot streak, but Lou Williams is a streaky guy, so I don't mind taking a shot on him, but I'm really interested in this front court and guys like Tobias Harris and Jordan, and then uh, probably Austin Rivers third, and then Lou Williams fourth. So that's kind of like the order I'd roster these Clippers. Yeah, I think we're on the same page here for sure. And, uh, yeah, definitely love DeAndre Jordan and Tobias Harris. like Tobias Harris a lot more for his price on DraftKings at 6700 as you mentioned. Don't mind Austin Rivers either. I think Lou Williams is in play on FanDuel for tournaments at his price tag, 7100 uh, I feel like I might get some tournament exposure to him, but there is a, a ton of value on the slate. We'll get to that later. But, yeah, so that's it for the Clipper side. How about the Raptors side of the ball? Any interest here? Yeah, I mean, like, the Raptors are, like, the team that I really just, like, roster the least. Like, I don't know if it's, like, as a whole, but of, like, actual good basketball teams in the NBA, I feel like I don't roster them a ton. And 
I don't know. This is a great spot, right? Uh, the Clippers are a team that are playing at a fast pace and aren't playing a lot of defense. So I should want exposure to these guys. I think it's smart to mix and match like, uh, you know, Lowry and DeRozan throughout your uh, Clipper stacks if you end up doing those. So I think that makes a ton of sense. I wouldn't really be messing with Jonas Valanciunas against DeAndre Jordan. I think that's just kind of a mess. I wouldn't really play with that one. Uh, I think Serge Ibaka, if you're looking for maybe an upside play, I could see him being needed more on the court so I could get it. But uh, it's really just, you know, mainly looking at the Rosen and uh, Kyle Lowry and then maybe a little uh, Fred Van Vliet who's been really good uh, off the bench. But it's just those guards are the guys I'm really keying in on the Raptors. And that's about it because I don't really like the roster of the Raptors too much. Yeah, I don't really roster the roster the Raptors as much either. Um one thing that I think is definitely worth noting is that Ibaka is only 4,900 on DraftKings. And I think that um, that, for me, it, you know, seems like it represents good value. DeRozan, as well, is an interesting play here. Uh, he draws a good matchup. The Clippers ranked 29th in the league defending opposing shooting guards, and he put up 38 DraftKings points last time out. And one thing I, I noticed, too, is that he's been taking a lot more three-pointers than normal. You see him, I mean, he's not really making them. He's over seven in the last two games, but he put up four, three, six, you know, another three attempts. Like, he's putting he's putting three-point shots up. If he could sink those, uh, this would be, a, you know, a good thing on DraftKings where you get the bonus. So definitely something to look at. But, yeah, for me, that's about it on the Raptors. Anyone else here you want to mention? You know, I mean, that's been like the big thing that DeMar DeRozan has really done this year is like actually shoot three-pointers rather than taking that long two. He's really taken a nice like big step this year and been really impressive. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what the Raptors do in like the playoffs going forward. And, uh, you know, normally Kyle Lowry in the playoffs kind of disappears, but I'm really excited to see if they can actually, uh, you know, kind of compete more so this year. So, uh, yeah, it should be good. And, again, I think it's like just Lowry and DeRozan are the two guys you're mainly keying in on in Van Vliet. And, I don't know, that front court, I, I get the cheap price tag on Obaka, but I feel like I've been, I feel like I've been toyed with that price tag a lot this year so i don't know uh i'm just trying to probably gonna do my best to stay away and find some other forwards instead next game on the slate we've got the boston celtics in sacramento against the kings 200 and a half is the game total and the celtics are six point road favorites travis i'm gonna be honest these are two teams i don't really go out of my way to roster uh these are probably you know up there with the raptors on teams that i roster the least unless there's like significant value that opens up i'm just and again i'm just really not in love with any of these plays here uh you know, the Celtics have improved tremendously defensively this season. The Kings are just not giving, like, significant minutes to any of these guys. So uh, I just I can't see myself going anywhere crazy here. I took a shot on Buddy Heald uh, a few games ago, and, you know, it worked out kind of. I mean, he has some upside. He's flashed it. You know, he put up 37, 43, 41, and he's getting minutes around the 30-point mark, and he put up 33 DraftKings points in 26 and a half minutes last time that he faced Boston. So I, you know, I think that he can do okay here. He's just 5,800 over there on DraftKings. Don't mind that price tag as much. Uh, over on FanDuel, he is 6,500. Don't really love him over there. I think that, you know, if I'm going to roster anyone from this game as a whole, and that includes the Celtics, it might be him. And that's about it. How about you? Yeah, so this is definitely a game I don't have a ton of exposure to. 200 total, just one I don't want to play a lot of. I think on the King side, I think I'm just kind of fading them in general. Unless I get news of guys being out that I wasn't expecting, then I'll uh, maybe jump on some of them. But until I hear that, I'm not really playing any Kings. I do like a couple Celtics here, and I think they're uh, you know worth consideration. 
I know Jalen Brown, he has a concussion and, uh, you know, he, they said he will most likely come back for Sunday's game. So that could obviously mess some things up, right? Probably hurt Jason Tatum a little bit, who's definitely someone that has been, uh, you know, very good, good play uh, recently. And I've been getting a lot of exposure to, and I've liked, so, uh, I would probably like him and more so if Brown is out. So if you get word Brown's out, I wouldn't mind going back to Tatum, but I really like Marcus Morris. I mean, I love his price on FanDuel at 5,700. He's been really good for this Celtics team, hit, hit some big shots and just been like a really great player. Uh, you know, in this situation that they've been uh, with all these guys out and he's really stepped up. So I like him at 5,700 on FanDuel and 5,900 on DraftKings. If I play any Boston Celtics guy, that's the guy I go to. And I think he could have a, a pretty big game because we know, uh, you know, how bad the Kings are against big men. And uh, that's the one guy I'm really going to like kind of like go out of my way to maybe roster in this game. And that's about it. All right, let's move on to the next game. We've got the New York Knicks in Washington against the Wizards. 217 is the game total. Wizards are 10 point home favorites here. You know, this is a game where, you know, it looks like, you know, at first glance that you might want to take some stock in this game, but looking at the players list and just digging into it a little bit, I'm really not too thrilled to play these guys. The Knicks guys haven't really been getting, you know, steady minutes. We don't really know where they're going to go with that rotation. We don't know who's going to get significant minutes. So it's hard to target those guys. And then the Wizards, you know, it's just really not much upside to any of these guys in this lineup. The only guy that really has, like, crazy upside – um, and not even crazy, maybe just significant upside would be like Otto Porter, maybe and uh, and Brad Beal obviously too has some upside when he gets going. So I I just I don't know if I would really want to go out of my way to target any of these guys. If I'm gonna play anyone, be Brad Beal just you know just for the sheer fact that he's Brad Beal and if he gets on a hot streak he could put up a ton of points. But I wouldn't be like thrilled to roster him. He's 8100 on DraftKings and he's uh, 77 on FanDuel. So it's not like you're getting him at a discount. You're getting him where he has to hit that you know. 40 fantasy mark to pay it off so i don't really think i'm going to go out of my way to roster any of these wizards and like i said about the knicks i'm not comfortable there i think we have enough games where we can safely avoid you know trying to pin the tail on the minutes here in this game what do you think yeah i mean i'm, I'm definitely not the uh you know definitely not the biggest fan of uh like this this game in general i mean at first glance you would think yeah like this is a great total this is a you know two teams that you, you can maybe get get exposure to but i don't know like I think if I play anyone on the Knicks, it's maybe Trey Burke. Uh, he's just like shown some upside when he gets the minutes. He just puts up so many shots and doesn't care. And, hey, he did play for Washington for a little bit, so maybe a little revenge there. I know he credited John Wall for, like, helping his comeback and whatnot that he's had. So uh, I don't know if I want to flash, uh, you know, show show what, he's, show what he's got on the court in front of him and stuff. And, uh, you know, former teammates, you know, you never know. Uh, sometimes you get up for that. So maybe, maybe that's something. But I just like how he goes out there and he's so cheap and he can uh, flash a ton of upside and will shoot shots and doesn't care. So uh, I don't mind getting exposure to him if you want to go with, uh, you know, that route. If you think that he's going to get minutes, I think it makes sense. Also, Michael Beasley, right? I like to target uh, the Wizards with uh, opposing small forwards. And this could be a great game for Michael Beasley. Problem is, it's just like, is Michael Beasley going to get the minutes? I can't trust just Jeff Hornacek. So I'm just kind of like tempering my expectations with him. Like, here's just the minutes on Beasley recently, 22, 23, 34, 26. It's just all over the place. But if you told me he was going to get the minutes, man, like I think Beasley would be an absolute great play, but I just don't know if he is. So he's someone that if I'm making like multiple tournament teams, I don't mind uh, throwing a dart with him or Trey Burke here and there, but uh, I'm not trying to get too crazy with those plays. Uh, and then when on the, you know, on the wizard side of the ball, 
uh, you know, the Knicks are really bad. There's obviously, you know, guys that we should want to get exposure to. I mean, Bradley Beal is in a great spot and his price is kind of down now a little bit now. It's like not where it was, you know, he's 7,700 on FanDuel and uh, 8,100 on DraftKings. So uh, I don't mind getting exposure to him in tournaments. Again, I don't want to get overexposed to this game, I feel like, but I don't mind maybe taking a shot with him, uh, even an auto Porter at 6,600 on DraftKings. So I don't mind that too. And on FanDuel, he's 7,600. I'd pass on him there, but on DraftKings, I still think there's upside at that price so kind of just keying on like the main uh you know the main guys who have been benefiting with john wall out like the porters the beals maybe even an Ubre if you think it's going to be a blowout and uh you know Ubre gets that like fourth quarter mega run but uh i don't know i'm just not trying to get too too crazy with this game yeah same all right next game on the slate we've got the portland trailblazers in oklahoma city against the thunder 216 is the game total thunder just three point home favorite supposed to be a close game Let's start on the Portland side of the ball. Travis, I love Damian Lillard here, and I think it's just going to become like a showdown between the point guards with him and Westbrook. And you get him at a significantly uh, cheaper price tag than um, Russell Westbrook here. 8,700 Damian Lillard on DraftKings, and I believe he is 93 on FanDuel, 9,300. Really like Damian Lillard here. I think he's a great play. I also think C.J. McCollum is just too cheap on DraftKings at 6,800. That really sticks out to me. I think in a fast-paced, you know, up-tempo, high-scoring game, McCollum is a guy that I want exposure to at that price tag. We'll try to get him in there on DraftKings. Even on FanDuel, uh, I think he's also in play at 7,200. So I like myself some McCollum on this slate. And uh, I think Alfred Camino, uh, you know, he's been showing some good signs of, uh, of upside, which he has throughout his career. He's a very streaky guy. And uh, if he's going to go on a streak now, it would be a good time. 6K on DraftKings, I think, is a fair price. And, um, yeah, 40, look at this game log. Like, if I read this game log, too, you wouldn't guess Alfred Camino. Like 44, 40, 44 uh, DraftKings points, 45, 42 and a half, 35 and a half, 30. Like, you know, he's just progressively just, you know, been more active and getting more usage on the court. And, you know, he's been making an, a point to score points. So uh, now is a spot we can kind of target him. And I think he's in play for sure. 6,600 on FanDuel as well. I think he's in play. So uh, those are the guys I'm really targeting here. I, I think, you know, like I said, I love Lillard. I think McCollum's a great play on DraftKings specifically. Also, like, I'm a FanDuel, though. And Harkless, man, I really like me some Harkless today. So that's where I'm looking uh, on, the, on the Trailblazers. How about you, Travis? Yeah, I think this is this is a game that's going to have a lot of good uh, fantasy opportunity here. I mean, I just, I don't really want to chase Amino. I get it. He's been good, but he's kind of pricey. Uh, it, you know, it feels expensive. I'm sure people who have been like already been playing him are definitely excited, you know, jump back in on him. I think I was on him maybe once during that stretch, but I don't know if I want to pay that price for him. I wouldn't hate it, right? If it, I was filling out my lineup and he was the last guy I fell on, I wouldn't hate it, but he's not a guy I'm really going out of my way to get in there, but I get it, man. He's been like so impressive and he's been super active and, you know, I like riding hot streaks, so I get that. But uh, Damian Lillard's kind of the guy I prefer. He's probably going to be the main guy I target. Also don't mind CJ. McCollum's price. I think he's really cheap on DraftKings at 6,800. Uh, even 7,200 is pretty good on FanDuel. So I think just trying to get my exposure to this game through the backcourt is really the approach that I'm going to take with Portland. And that's going to kind of be like where I, I really focus on it. Mo Harkless, he's been a little bit better. Uh, but I don't know. I think you probably have to deal with, uh, you know, Paul George a lot, maybe defensively. I, I don't know kind of how they're going to match that up. Maybe they put Paul George on a Minu some. I don't know how they would kind of do that or probably they put him on 
McCollum. I don't know. I have to kind of like maybe uh, go back and watch like a couple games and see, but I know McCollum, I mean, has uh, McCollum and, and Lillard have absolutely crushed in like the two games that they were, uh, they were out there. Like Lillard had 50 fantasy points in his two games. McCollum averaged 41 in his three games against them. So I'm curious kind of what they would do with like, uh, you know, defensively against them. And this is definitely going to be a game you want to get a lot of exposure to, I think. Uh, and it's really the backcourt I'm going to key in on, key in on uh, in this spot. I think that's a, a good way to go here. Uh, so let's move on to the Oklahoma side of the ball. Uh, obviously, Russell Westbrook in play. Just, you know, you got to pay that expensive price tag. I believe that he could pay off this price tag. Uh, I think he's in play, but there's just other routes I think I'm going to go. Spending up on him could be difficult with roster construction if there's other situations going on that call for other higher-priced higher options. So, But uh, there is a guy here on Oklahoma that I really like, and that's Paul George. Uh, he's 7,700 on DraftKings, 79 on FanDuel. Look at these minutes, Travis. He's just been getting crazy minutes. 37 minutes, 39 minutes, 37 minutes, 38 minutes. Like The guy's staying on the court for almost the whole game, and he's under 8K on both sides, and he has some upside too. We've seen him put up some upside, 45 DraftKings points against Boston, 45 against the Clippers. Like He can do it. You know, you get some big games out of him. In the three games that he faced Oklahoma, or faced Portland, rather, this season, 36.7 DraftKings points per game in 36.3 minutes. So he really is a point-per-minute guy. And uh, I think that he does have some upside on top of that point per minute. And I think this could be a spot where he does so. And I'll be getting myself some good Paul George here. Portland ranking 19th in the league at defending opposing small forwards. So the matchup is there as well. Uh, really like myself some Paul George here. I think Steven Adams is also a guy that we can have interest in. Portland, Portland ranks 20th in the league at defending opposing centers. And uh, Steven Adams still fairly priced. The only issue there is that, you know, he hasn't really performed in the three games he faced Portland this season. So... I don't know, maybe they're they're good at defending him or just, you know, keeping him off the glass. So uh, I'm not as crazy as him uh, about him as I am about other guys. But, yeah, Paul George for me is going to be, like, the real key play that I take from Oklahoma here. But uh, how about you, Travis? Yeah, man, I, I don't play Paul George. I don't play Carmelo Anthony. Life has been good since I stopped playing them, and I will continue to not play them. So that's just one of my rules that I've had for a while now, and I'm sticking with it. So uh, until that price gets too cheap, I know Melo's price is getting to that point where it's tempted. I mean, $5,000 on FanDuel is uh, pretty crazy to see on Melo. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to, you know, be playing him here. And even 5300 on on DraftKings, I get it, but – I, I don't know. The matchup's not the greatest, so I'm going to pass on those two guys. Just guys I haven't been playing, and uh, life's been good since I, I haven't been trying to guess guess with those two, so I'm going to pass on those guys. It's really just uh, Russell Westbrook and uh, Steven Adams is who I really focus in on. I played Corey Brewer a little bit, but I don't know. His price is a little pricey now, and I don't know. He's kind of came back down to earth a little bit. Uh, and like the steals and blocks were not going to be uh, normal. So I'm, I'm kind of just going to stay away from chasing the Corey Brewer, uh, just really focusing on maybe getting some Adams exposure, but it's just like the matchup against Nurkic. Do I really want to do that? So it's, it's mainly just Russell Westbrook is the guy I want on the Thunder side of the ball. Like uh, I, I, he's expensive. I get it. But if you have the money to spend on him, I definitely like spending on him. I mean, he, he has a ton of upside. I definitely think I prefer Lillard to Westbrook, but uh, you don't want to say like Fandle, maybe I'll try and jam both of them in when it's easier to kind of get those studs in. But, you know, it's tough because we got Westbrook, uh, we got Lillard, we got Harden, like yeah, I'm running out of salary here. So, uh, again, I think Westbrook is mainly the one guy that I'm going to key, key in on on the Thunder side of the ball, and that's about it. You mentioned Melo. He is just 5K on Fandle. That's an intriguing price tag, man. I know he's not the old Melo, but, man, a guy getting 30 minutes that could get in a hot streak from the three-point line, Ugh, I, it's, it's kind of uh, – it's kind of it gets difficult when you look at it from that perspective, especially 
when you look and see that uh, Portland ranks 19th in the league at defending the three-point line. So if Melo gets his threes falling, you know, it, it could be a thing. So uh, maybe a tournament shot, but yeah, I get, I get it. And uh, life has been life has been great not chasing him. So I will. I feel like I'm ahead of the curve on that. So I will stay ahead and not mess around. If it burns me, it burns me. All right. So let's move on to the second to last game of the slate. We've got the Atlanta Hawks against the Houston Rockets. No game total because we are waiting on CP3 news. Dane Tony mentioned that he might be playing tomorrow. So if he does play, it's going to shake things up here. So I'm not sure if he'll be on a restriction if he does play. We don't know if he, you know, if he doesn't play. Obviously, the usual suspects back on the board, such as Harden and Eric Gordon, uh, you know, and uh, even PJ Tucker has been getting minutes. Gerald Green's been getting some minutes, too, and some run. Capella absolutely smashed last night without CP3 on the court. So um, it'll open up some value for sure and actually you know, put you in a spot where you're going to have to pay up for a guy like Harden. So keep your eye on the CP3 news. But let's look at the Atlanta Hawks side. These are, you know, this is a team that just randomly rests people. They're battling injuries. It's just a whole mess here, and it kind of makes me, like, just not want to touch these guys. The guys that I want to play are just they're, they're too priced up for me to, like, really get, you know, sold on playing them. So... Like, I don't want to play like Schroeder or, uh, or Schroeder or like Prince, and then, you know, they get late scratch. So it kind of puts me in a weird spot here. How do you feel about the Hawks? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some guys to get exposure to right here. I mean, you have a guy like John Collins, uh, you know, definitely think that he, you know, with him coming back, this could be a good spot for him. So uh, I like him. I think he's an interesting value on this slate. So, you know, as long as he plays, like I said, he's probable. I'm expecting him to play, but he should definitely uh, be pretty solid here. The, the real news we're waiting on is Dennis Schroeder, right? He's questionable for this game. I mean, if he doesn't play this backcourt just has so many like you know so many minutes to go around here for these guys right we got a guy like tyler dorsey i think he becomes a very interesting value play that you'd want to look at uh you know there's uh you know reasons to look at like isaiah taylor i wouldn't hate him uh i don't this josh mcget guy he hasn't really got minutes so i'm not too not too fired up about him but damian lee i mean he's been pretty pretty good and uh you know he but against Golden State, he had 30 minutes and had 23 fantasy points. Then he had 22 minutes and 28. Uh, he's kind of just like getting into that role. Went from the G League to a starter, which is just like crazy in a two-week span. So uh, I think if Schroeder sits, we're going to have some really nice value here with the Hawks. So I definitely think we're going to have to look at these guards. And if Schroeder doesn't play, like how do we not play Torian Prince here? I mean, Torian Prince, you know, he had a couple of, you know, 20-point outings there, and they were a little bit frustrating. But when Kemp, Kemp Bazemore went down, I mean, he was going insane. 56 fantasy points, 46, 40, 51. Then he had the 21 and 28, but now he went back up to the 38. And, uh, you know, I think that's more of like a realistic thing of him hitting in the 30s and having a ceiling of 50 because with Bazemore gone, he's just putting up so many shots. And if there's no Schroeder, there's just going to be even more shots for him to go with. So, uh, I don't know. I think Torian Prince is definitely a pretty good option to consider. And especially at a small forward position on Fandle, that's not the greatest to roster. So, uh, yeah, I, I like uh, I like Torian Prince uh, here in this spot. I think he's someone that you can uh, look to target. And, uh, yeah, the Hawks, like I said, that Dennis Schroeder news is going to be really important and something to watch for because there could be a lot of value at guard. Yeah, John Collins is questionable, though. So just keep an eye on that. Make sure he plays. And if he does, make sure he's on a restriction. That's the only thing I would say. But, yeah, Damian Lee, too. Is a guy that we'd want um, to target here if Shodair is out. And you also mentioned, uh, I know, a few other guys like Tyler Dorsey. So let's keep an eye on that news. But let's move to the Rocket side of the ball where that CP3 news is very, very significant. So what do we do here? Do you know, should we approach it as if he's playing or if he's not playing? Like, what do we do in either scenario? So I'm really hoping he doesn't sit. Uh, because if John Collins doesn't sit, that would, I mean, not John Collins, if, if Chris Paul doesn't sit, uh, that would be great. I can just load up on Harden and uh, Gordon again. If CP3 plays, I'm definitely tempering my expectation with the Rockets. I'm kind of expecting a, a blowout here uh, and 
you know, it, with things getting down the stretch, I'm sure CP3, even if he does play, they're going to kind of ease in on him. They don't need him to play, you know, 40 minutes against the Hawks. So I won't be playing CP3 no matter what. And I even worry a little bit about Harden here. I think Eric Gordon is like really cheap where he's, he could still have some upside, but I could see them even dialing back on Harden a little bit, just getting him enough for his, you know, uh, MVP numbers and then kind of just saying, eh, you don't have to play a ton. Like yesterday, see, he only played 29 minutes yesterday and that was uh, a bit frustrating. So, uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of, like I said, I really want to play hard in here. It makes sense, but I don't know. Part of me feels like just paying up for Westbrook might be a little smarter uh, instead. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be a kind of a debate and I just need to wait on that CP3 news because CP3 doesn't play. I obviously want to just like lock in Harden and uh, Gordon and get all that usage that they could have against a terrible Hawks team. But uh, yeah, other than that, like Clint Capella, again, like I said, uh, I kind of like just keep it simple when a guy like Chris Paul's out, just play these main guys, the, you know, Capella, uh, Harden and Eric Gordon's and, you know, Capella, he had a pretty solid game yesterday. I could see him having another big game. I'm not expecting 64 fantasy points, but I could see him having a nice 35, 40 fantasy points here. And at that price, it'd be pretty fair, especially against a Hawks team that struggles on the boards and struggles against big men. So, uh, yeah, I think those like main big three in the Rockets are very intriguing. And then, uh, if Chris Paul plays, I definitely would not be as interested in those. Yeah. I, you know, someone call up the pricing guys at FanDuel, man, Eric Gordon's still 5,200. You know, and at least like you know, DraftKings caught up with the pricing now. They make it a little more difficult. They've got him at seventy seventy six hundred, makes it more difficult over there. You know, to roster Eric Gordon, but on a FanDuel at fifty two hundred, it's like it's like plug and play, one hundred percent owned Eric Gordon again. And it's not a lot of fun to do that. But I don't know if you saw this, but Ryan Anderson played like a ton of minutes last night as well. He played uh, thirty four minutes against New Orleans, put up twenty seven point three FanDuel points. So, uh, what about Ryan Anderson if CP three sits? Uh, I mean, I'm I I just don't want to really roster Ryan Anderson. So I think we can find better power forward values if you're gonna just uh, take a dart in a tournament. I get it, but I don't know. There's already like better power forwards. I think on this slate, I'd rather play. So I'll probably pass on Ryan Anderson. But if you were playing like 150 lineups, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, you know, I got burned by Rhino last year on the lock and load. We all remember that day. So having bad flashbacks about that. But you mentioned Capella. Capella, great matchup, by the way. Atlanta ranks 26th in the league at overall rebounding. They just 19th in the league at defending opposing centers. And, uh, you know, it's just a good matchup for him. So uh, as long as the game doesn't get too out of hand, uh, you know, I think that he will be fine at his price tag as well. He's one of my favorite centers to target on this slate. So, yeah. All right. Let's uh, move on to the next game. Last game of the night. And this is like the value well of, you know, I just wish the matchup was better for the Warriors. But there's a lot of value here now uh, with, uh, you know, Curry, unfortunately, going down with his MCL. So uh, we've got Utah Jazz in Golden State against the Warriors. 203 is the game total. The Jazz, their favorite over the Warriors by four points. Don't expect to see that, right? But it's happening because the Warriors are very hobbled up. Uh, let's just start on the Jazz side of the ball. Uh, for for me, right now, it just feels like the usual suspects. I actually really like Donovan Mitchell in this spot. I think that he's a great play. Uh, I don't mind some Rudy Gobert either. And uh, Derek Favor is still pretty cheap, putting up some big numbers. And I think that's, he's someone we can consider on the slate. Uh, uh, Rubio and Ingles for me, I mean, you know, all, I feel like their whole starting five has been doing pretty well. So you just kind of, I think you can just pick a few here and just throw them out there. But I think the Jazz do have some good upside here against this Warriors team. What do you think? Yeah, Favors is a pretty streaky player. Uh, I would, I don't mind riding him in tournaments on this little streak he has going. So, and he's still cheap. The price hasn't caught up. So I think Favors is fine. And then like Gobert, Rubio, and Mitchell, I, I think they're all like pretty good options. They all see a good amount of usage and put up a ton of shots and, uh, you know, get a lot of opportunities. So I think like just focus on those core three with along with favors and uh you know making them start your lineups is a great approach and that's kind of how we just do it with the jazz keep it pretty simple not messing around with any of these other guys uh maybe jay crowder for cheap i know he's been a little 
better and I could see him getting some run, but, uh, you know, fair has been so good. I don't know if that would happen, but uh, he hasn't been bad. So I wouldn't hate that, but, uh, it's just really, you know, focusing in on like, you know, the main pieces like the Gobert, the Rubios and the uh, Mitchells who have been really good and really impressive so far, uh, you know, the last two months with the golden state warriors. I mean, Oh, this is a frustrating spot because like they're just all banged up and injured. And people might say, "Oh, it's the Jazz. I don't want to play Draymond Green." But hey, this is a great spot for Draymond Green. You know, he's probable. I'm expecting him to play. So if he does play, you know, this he could just see so much usage. And you know, the last time out there when he did, uh, you know, have he played against Phoenix and he played against Sacramento. And I know those are, are different matchups than uh, you know a team like the Jazz. But he had over 50 fantasy points in both outings. And I think he's definitely someone that's in play and someone you want to get some exposure to. Quinn Cook is like really the big guy that I think I'm going to look at. I know he's a little bit pricier. We were getting him for the mid price and now he's uh, priced up. But with no curry there now, I mean, this could be a big spot for a guy like Quinn Cook. So I, I think I like him. He's been playing very well. I think we can get exposure to him here. Uh, Nick Young, I'm not going to go with him. I know uh, Swaggy P likes to put up the threes, but I don't think I need to go that route. I'd rather go to maybe like an Andre Godala instead with uh, Cassipy looking like he's doubtful for this game. So that'll be good for a guy like Iggy. Don't mind him here. Uh, like I said, if you want to mix in Nick Young, you can, but I don't know. It's, you got to hope that three ball falls with him, and that's, that can be difficult at times. And then even Jordan Bell, like, uh, you know, I kind of said this before uh, earlier in the week. I was like, what if he's going to get those minutes, like, bumping up and at this price i want to kind of play him and he had 27 minutes last game against atlanta 31.4 fantasy points it's not the greatest matchup but i don't mind sprinkling him in throughout your lineups because again golden state needs someone to put the ball in the hoop yeah they do uh i'm all in on quinn cook by the way it's not even a question for me like i'm playing quinn cook 100 percent of my lineups you mentioned swaggy p you know swaggy p is gonna do what swaggy p is gonna do uh i don't love the matchup though don't love the price so you know i'm not gonna go crazy on nick young on this slate but um but yeah, Quinn Cook for me, and yeah, I think you have to play Draymond. You just kind of have to do it, right? Uh, I don't know if you have to, but like, I mean, I think there's a lot of good plays here. It's small uh, power forward, right? There's Tobias Harris. Uh, there's Derek Favors. You talked about Aminu, how you liked him. You know, there's a Marcus Morris. I think he's a pretty solid play, and there's some other cheap options you can, you know, get exposure to. So I don't think he's a guy you have to play, but I do like him. I think he's, uh, I think he's perfectly fine. I think he's someone that, you know, I'd probably rather be overweight on the field than underweight in this spot. I just want more usage out of Jordan Bell, but I, I do like him too. I think this is a good spot for him. And also, you know, the the only other thing that I see, you know, if something comes out such as like news, they say that uh, Draymond Green is limited in minutes. Say he's going to play 25 minutes. Like, what do you do then? Do you just jam in Jordan Bell then? Uh, yeah, I probably would. I probably want to get more Jordan Bell exposure and just ease off of Draymond. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. But uh, yeah, obviously that's news we're going to have to wait on and kind of uh, react to. Uh, so yeah, again, so also, it's only a 203 total, and uh, it, but it's a game we still have to get exposure to because of all the injuries. There's a lot of uses to go around with all those uh, guys injured. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that's it. We covered the slate for you guys. Hope you guys do well. Go ahead, give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. As news breaks throughout the day, as it normally does, especially on a Sunday this late in the season, make sure you shoot over any questions towards us and we'll give you our opinions. Love interacting with you guys. But let's move on to our lock and load section of the podcast travis you got a lock and load ready to go yep i got one ready uh ready for you so uh i think my lock and load play of the day is going to be uh we'll go with tobias harris uh on DraftKings, and then on fanduel uh we'll go with deandre jordan how's that sound we'll give you a clipper on each side and even i mean i even like him on DraftKings. i think they're they're fine plays on both but i love these two guys here i think they're two guys i'm gonna get a ton of exposure to on this slate and they could easily uh you know do very well against their matchup so give me tobias harris and uh deandre jordan is my lock and load plays that i'm gonna have a lot of interest in on this yeah mine's very simple i'm just going all in on quinn cook 
Uh, I'm just going to say that he's my lock and load play. Quinn Cook is my lock and load play of the slate. I'm going to have so much of him. And I'll give you a Damian Lillard, too. I really like Damian Lillard. And you can pair him up. I think I'm pairing them up on FanDuel, and that's going to be a good route to go. So there's my lock and loads there for the slate. But Yeah, here, yeah, Josh, here's the one thing about Quinn Cook, and I just think it's interesting on a site like FanDuel, right? And I think it's like a fun conversation to have. And sometimes we forget this, right? Um, so say, you're, say you don't say you don't want to pair for Harden. Say you want to pair for the Westbrook and Lillard combo. Then you miss out on Quinn Cook. Do you feel like there could be too much opportunity cost? Because if like Westbrook and Lillard have that dual back and forth then do you need that quinn cook value i think it's like an interesting conversation to have again i i love quinn cook i think he's a great play and he's someone like i'm definitely gonna have a ton of exposure to but i think it's interesting on a site like uh fandle do you think there's too much opportunity cost so uh, you know because you want to maybe make some ladders with westbrook and lillard that comes down to cp3 news for me because line of construction is going to be very affected by that so if i'm i don't think i could do like westbrook lillard and harden in the lineup on fandle you know so if cp3 is out uh, I mean, it does make for an interesting roster build. I see what you're saying, but I do feel like you're losing, you're losing too much profit potential on Quinn Cook's price tag by trying to get cute like that and double up there. And then you lose out, and say you lose out on Harden, and Harden goes off for like 70, 80 points. Then what? Yeah, I know, but it's just I, I'm curious how ownership shakes up, right? If we do get West, it's just the the idea of getting Westbrook low owned is uh, is very intriguing. I don't think we will, but you never know. I don't know if everyone's gravitating towards Harden and they can't fit in both. I don't know. Uh, again, it's uh, it's uh, it's still very early on, uh, you know, in the day, and we'll have to see how things shape up. But I do like whenever I can see a, a star that's going to be under owned uh, because of stuff that uh, that always has me intrigued. If you could find yourself a way to. Um to do it and and you know if you could find two shooting guards that you like um better than you like you know harden and whoever like if you feel like you're not missing out by fading Harden and doing that then yeah go for it let's put lillard and harden and westbrook together on FanDuel. yeah no you you have, you have 4600 uh but also then there's a guy like draymond green who people might be jamming in so i don't know it's just uh it's fun to like again i don't know who's going to be the low owned stud of the slater but i don't know it's just like between the westbrook the lillard the harden and draymond i'm curious because you can't you know you really can't play all of them because it's uh three thousand eight hundred twenty dollars there and uh, sure, you can, but like you're gonna get some ugly players. So uh, I don't know. I just like the. I'm curious to see who's gonna be the lone guy of the bunch, and uh, you know, just thought it's an interesting conversation to have. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that's it. We're gonna sign out for you guys. Go ahead. Like I said, follow us on Twitter. Give us any questions or comments you might have. Love talking to you guys. And we will see you guys next weekend on the Weekend Grind Podcast. For my co-host, Travis Mango, and I'm Josh Giant. Peace out. Karma come strong. It's a massacre. Should have left my past how it was. Out of my hands, I'm a passenger Confusing her attention for love And that's when I shed a tear for Angela Every time I canceled our plans My hands on the wheel, she's a passenger I know how it feels to be a super fan Giovanna comes around at the smell of ash Been struggling, but I don't have to tell her that She knows me, she reads me like a telegraph Never ask back how I feel about our checkered past My skeleton, my everything so elegant We never been steady so already I'm expecting it Sitting here, listen dear, before we make a mess of it I know you're gonna disappear, I've already accepted it Leave me with the worst of it and you could take the best of it Hedge fund emotions for the future we've invested in Moth feeling lost and you smile like a bright lamp Always feels right just to fly into the light trap The queen of Keeping distance, feeling the resistance Never far enough to cease from my existence This pain and the pleasure of your presence I guess it's just a natural battle for a second of affection Karma come strong, it's a massacre Should've left my past how it was Out of my hands, I'm a passenger Confusing her attention for love 
And that's when I shed a tear for Angela Every time I canceled our plans My hands on the wheel, she's a passenger I know how it feels to be a super fan It's a feeling that exists and it's bigger than you Someone who always gets it and you're listening to Every quote is like a dose though It's leaving and it's trouble Cause they always seem to leave With more pieces to the puzzle Then when they return It's two steps backwards Worth the sacrifice for the truth it captures When they're away Every move you mastered Everything you planned has a foolproof pattern But no difference It's so twisted I don't get it There's no finish The hope slipping This whole vision For a semi-normal love The passion that I felt The minute that I leave They go and marry someone else Last time I hold you, console you through everything Hold onto your hand as you hold onto your wedding ring To have all of you, I'd probably do anything But the pieces that I have's the only song I'll ever sing Karma comes strong, it's a massacre Should've left my past how it was Out of my hands, I'm a passenger Confusing her attention for love And that's when I shed a tear for Angela Every time I canceled our plans my hands on the wheel, she's a passenger I know how it feels to be a super fan And now, an ad from Dad <clears throat> Alright, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive Can I take these off? Alright What is this? This looks good Wow That's well made Where did you get this? I'm talking to you, with the hair Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff that's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic. After 630 pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. 